Welcome to this week's episode of Welcome Home, a Calvary Church podcast in which we seek to tell stories of life change by interviewing Calvary staff members, missions partners, and Calvary members. My name is Brad and I am joined by Pastor Terry. We are your hosts for this project and can't wait for you to hear all the stories we have coming up. In this week's episode, Terry and I interview Calvary's Community Ministries pastor, Matt Miller. Matt is a source of constant enthusiasm and encouragement. He loves the outdoors and has such a heart to see people grow. Several years ago, Matt helped start a local organization called Neighbor Helping Neighbors Service Coalition, which helps to connect churches and other service groups in St. Charles County around common missions. We hope that you enjoy this week's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome to another episode of our Welcome Home podcast. My name is Brad, joined uh, by Pastor Terry, and today, uh, Matt Miller, um, who's one of our staff members, one of our pastors, works with Community Ministries, and we are going to just hear about how God has worked in his life, um, how God has led uh, him, called him into ministry, worked through him, um, and his involvement in specifically an organization called Neighbor Helping Neighbor Service Coalition. It's a uh, an organization we talk about, we highlight um, at different times. And so really excited to just kind of dive in a little bit uh, more in depth as to what that organization does and what our involvement at Calvary um, is. So before we jump in, Terry, uh, Matt, how are you guys doing today? Thank you for being um, for being here for this conversation. Yeah, it's great. I'm excited to hear Matt. I mean, I think a lot of people know Matt and know what he does, maybe to know all his story and uh, just kind of his move really into community ministry. So I'm he, looking forward to hearing that. He is more than the guy who drives around with the kayak on. Yes, the that's right. Yes, yeah, right. that is that's true. Right. I am known by that. Like, well, your life's place is kayaker. It kind of uh, is, a dead, is a dead giveaway. But Matt, you were a very successful business person years ago, and then God called you into ministry. Would you share a little bit about that? I would love to do that, Terry. I uh, was in business and was blessed by that business. And I was, Lori and I, when we came back from Colorado and moved to St. Charles, we picked Calvary as our church. And it was uh, really love at first sight. I mean, we just stayed at Calvary. And and so, uh, you know, there's missions trips going around the world and uh, ended up getting, I, I got hooked up uh, with a missions trip to boot Budapest, Hungary. And I was preparing for that trip quite a bit uh, with other people in other churches. And we went to Budapest and ministered to the children there. I'll just never forget their faces, never forget uh, this huge airplane that they had built out of like sheets and it looked like a real wow. airplane. It was amazing, you know, and, and I saw how God used me in that time, and I'm literally flying back from Budapest, Hungary, from that missions trip, and I sense God's call to ministry. Because oh. you were selling bricks. I was selling brick and selling lime and selling water repellent. I was, yeah, I was <laughs> at all in the masonry industry, basically. Right. Yes, I had my own business as an independent manufacturer's rep, yes. And so how, so God calls you, then all of a sudden, where do you find a job? 
in children's ministry. Well, that is, yeah, that, that was uh, a journey. It really was. I was um, really seeking what God would have me do. And, uh, you know, and I wanted to be evangelistic, you know, obviously that's, that's my heart. And I talked uh, to several people and realized that uh, we had right here in St. Louis, an opportunity to be a kind of a home missionary uh, working with child evangelism and fellowship. And so I uh, put my resume in and we talked about what that ministry was about. I, I shared my heart and passion and, uh, and I was uh, fortunate enough to be selected uh, to be the director for the office in St. Louis. And God blessed it just in amazing ways. Um, staff numbers just skyrocketed. Our coverage of the city uh, was fantastic. And uh, so that's backyard Bible club or yep. groups in schools yep. after school. Exactly. Right? Yep. That there's Bible studies, kind of Bible groups in schools for kids. That's yeah. it. Absolutely. Yes. And we were reaching uh, lots and lots of kids every year. And and so that. Um, you know, obviously was, was thrilling and, and yet amazingly, um, God closed that door. Literally, I thought he was wanting me to go back into the business world. Um, it was a really tough time because I never thought I would leave child dances and fellowship. And, um, so then all of a sudden you're doing children's sports ministry. Well, what happens is, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I came to Mike Sherman and said, Hey, Mike, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just know that the Lord is closing that door. It's child evangelism and fellowship. I don't understand it. I don't know why. Um, later on I, f- I found out why, um, that's a whole nother story. Um, but, uh, he said, well, yeah, or right, well, let, let's look and see. Maybe, maybe there is a place within Calvary church, you know, that, that you can serve. Sure enough, um, I was hired on uh, uh, to assist Daryl in children's ministry. And you're right. One of my very first moves was to um, start a, a soccer program. We had a soccer camp. And, and you know, I just used the business skills that God has built into me uh, to rally people to a cause right. and and to be able to use the marketing skills to reach out into our community so that, uh, you know, people will show up and say, yeah, I want to be a part of this, you know, soccer program that's at, at a church. Yeah. Okay. I guess I can, I don't go to church, but I, I think I'll, I'll yeah. join you I here. I just love that, that nothing's ever wasted in God's economy, right? All your background, God comes back and uses it. We had these soccer fields that were newly kind of created and needed to be utilized. And there Amen you were. to that. I remember when uh, those soccer fields were a uh, farm field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sod farm, right? Yeah. Down there, sod farmer. Oh, that was before my time. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. Well, it was row crop, actually. Okay. Yeah, it was row well, crop. So you did that for a few years and then... You know, I think we could see your community heart, your heart for people, and uh, freed you up to do more what you do now, community ministry. And tell us how that got started. Well, um, that was, uh, you know, a beautiful invitation on your part, really, to me to say, yeah, man, we, we, we trust you. Uh, you know, here's something brand new. Um, let's, let's see where God takes it. 
And, uh, and so, you know, lo and behold, you know, we, we start to reach out into the community and in various ways, I I was never someone who just wanted to go, Oh, you know, where, where can I give somebody 20 bucks to kind of bless them? That's just never been my philosophy in ministry. It's always been, let's come alongside people. Let's minister to them in a holistic way. And, um, let's make sure that they hear the gospel in, in that word and indeed right yes well i I really appreciate that i there was a season where i shared a workspace with um a volunteer who had worked alongside you and so yeah bob i got to hear uh, at least his end of conversations and i was always just struck this is when i was i was also in seminary at the time and i was just struck by the heartbeat uh to really walk through things with people sure there's there's a moment this is something i struggle with there's a moment you see somebody who's homeless on the side of the street hey what what can I do? And, and there's different times when God is uh, leading me to, okay, I think I need to give them some, some money or I need to provide a meal for them. But a lot of times I, I feel like we're almost struck by our, um, I don't know what to do. And then we don't do anything. And so I was just, I've always just been really, I've always really appreciated that about you, your philosophy of like, let's come alongside. Let's, Hey, we could give someone five bucks and feed them in this moment. But at the same time, like what's that doing for them five years from now or 10 years from now? How, how can we help uh, work the gospel through their lives, through relationship, through consistency? So I, that, that was something that, that I was struck by. I mean, this was years ago. Um, so I really appreciate that, that about you, Matt. Yes, well, and that's that really early on for me was was a major focus, and um, and that's you know part of what the story is here. You know, Anita Telkamp, a, a, a block grant administrator for the city of St. Charles, um, helped us with uh, one of our first early approaches to that, and that was a, kind of a financial peace class right. um, that um, Ray and I kind of collaborated on, and it was it was a wonderful success. You know, my gosh, we had all kinds of people and they were cutting up their their credit cards and they were just um, um, going through a life change. And so uh, Anita and I, you know, we built that relationship kind of based on that as well as the uh, homeless count. You talk about the homeless, Brad, and we every year we do a count in the wintertime uh, to see how many homeless are in our community, basically. And so out of that, really sprung um, a relationship and I read the book Toxic Charity and it it really helped me to solidify what is toxic to somebody you know when you're trying to help them what's really going to hurt them ultimately and then what on the other hand is going to be the best help and solution for the longer term amen so can you give a, a few examples because that's I think we all struggle with that. You know, people call the church, they come in the door, we, they come to uh, anybody. Sometimes they come into the lobby and meet someone at church and say, hey, can you give me 20? But, you know, can you help me or can you feed dinner or Christmas gifts? What, in a summary, what is toxic? Yes. Well, that toxic is um, literally handing them a 20 bucks. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's toxic because, because it's kind of like a drug, you know, when, when, you know, you know, somebody's, you know, in need and, and they're, uh, 
really struggling maybe in, in one aspect of life, but they need to have that person who is going to love them through the process of recovering from this financial trouble, right? And that's really what um, the, our community ministry is really a foundation is, is that philosophy of let's walk alongside somebody long enough to change the trajectory of their life. And in that, let them know that we really love them and that God loves them. You know, that, that is, and, and, and so, oh my gosh, I mean, story after story of volunteers from Calvary Church that I had the privilege of, of, of training. Because we had the, the care coordinators, care right? Care coordinators, you got it. And in Neighbor Helping Neighbor, it's service coordinators. So people outside of Calvary Church uh, can join in with the Neighbor Helping Neighbor Service Coalition. And, you know, they don't have to be a part of Calvary. And that, 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 that flow of care then is, is meant to be able to kind of right the ship in this family's life. And is, is there's so many dynamics to that effort. You know, it's not just one thing that's sinking their boat, usually, usually. And so because of that, you, you need to have time with people. And that's what that's what the care coordinators do. And that's uh, what uh, we want to do is to, to reach out and really help them to create a financial plan that that they create right. we don't want to tell we're not going to write something down on a piece of paper and say here this is all your money you can spend you know that's not educational that, that's not helpful right and and so it is that in that partnership aspect of of wrestling with their financial situation wrestling with maybe problems with their children or or, or a spouse or and at calvary church you know the beautiful thing is I've got all kinds of ministries to point right. people to, um, and we even um, have the opportunity for people to gain some free professional counseling right, too right. Um, at restoration, you know, counseling, and so so that's a blessing. So the care coordinator, you know, it starts that's people at Calvary walking alongside family, helping them understand, getting all the holistic help they need along with the gospel, but then you get this thing called neighbor helping neighbor service coalition. So tell us how that started and what that is. Cause we talk about it a lot and yet it's, it's a little hard for sometimes people to understand. Yeah. Well, and even as a staff member, the number of times I've been handed an announcement to read, you know, in service and it's like, okay, this is connected to neighbor helping neighbor service coalition. Not really sure what it is, but it sounds cool. Um, yeah, it's got a lofty it, name. Would love to, it, yeah. does, it does. <laughs> well, it is. It, 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 the name is really amazing, even how that came together. But yeah, so I, I mentioned uh, Anita Telkamp earlier, and uh, and so uh, she and I had a conversation after I read that book the second time, the uh, the Toxic Charity book, and I said, "Wow, Anita, you know this is bigger than Calvary Church. You know this should be community wide. Let's, you know." And she was all for that. She was like, "Yeah, okay. Well, so what does this mean?" And so. So I said, well, I'll call a few people that I know, you know, you call a few people that you know, and, and let's meet at Blackhurst Elementary School because it's, it's pretty much kind of the, the poorest um, city school, city St. Charles School District, uh, and, and there's a lot of struggling families there. And so let's meet there. I knew the principal, and I told the principal, I said, you know, we're, we're probably going to have about a dozen people 
uh, you know, around a table or something. We'd like to maybe use your, uh, your library. And he said, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we can go there. And Calvary was, was paying for lunch. Yes. <laughs> and, and so who did you invite? Cause I think you started something. I didn't, people may not know the state awards. You've won awards actually for what you've done. I know you're very humble about, uh, about that, but what's remarkable is who was around that table, getting those people around a table. Yes. That's the most difficult thing. Well, you're you're right, Terry. You've been in leadership long enough to know that leaders are busy people. And, you know, a leader in a, in a community is not going to just come to some meeting, right? You know, but there was this vision cast um, for an organization that um, would co- work collaboratively, right? And so uh, we had uh, vice presidents of major uh, uh, social service agencies, um, uh, major hospital system. Uh, we had um, Judge Zare from the 11th Circuit Court who raised his hand and said, yes, I want to be there. I ended up not actually being able to, to join us because his court ran over, but <laughs> right. he has been supportive ever since. And um, the mayor of St. Charles shows up. The superintendent of the school district of the city of St. Charles School District I mean, it's like five days before he's supposed to start his school year and he shows up. And, and so we went from going, well, you know, let's sit around a little small table. Let's maybe have, you know, 10, 12 people there or something like that to stopping registration at 45 leaders in our community, 45 leaders. We had principals uh, that were coming from some of the schools going, we, I need to hear about this. Cause I think what, you know, as often the challenge is there are resources out there for people, but nobody always knows how to access them or who they're available for or that they're coordinating together. It's like, okay, if you get this resource, then this person can help. And so this is the beginning of something remarkable in communication. Yes, uh, Terry, that is well said, because what you want to be able to do when you're you're walking with a family or an individual that is really struggling in life is, is to connect them to the resources, the experts. We have a tremendously caring community in St. Charles County. And so by bringing these people to the table and for them to come to that table and say, we, we like this idea, let's do something. Let's don't just walk away from the table. Let's partner together. Words that are easily said, but it happened. Yes, yeah. that yeah. is very true. And that we're going to work together and be collaborative. Well, and- you know, it's, it's interesting you, you bring that up because when Anita and I started to hear the names of the people that were coming to this meeting, we're like, Okay, we need to really be ready. So we created a sheet uh, that's an information sheet that we handed out to everybody there and said, okay, you like the vision of this. What are you going to do to help us? And we formed four working groups instantaneously of leaders in our, our community, movers and shakers that were going to make it happen. Six months later, we're building sheds 
in the city of St. Charles School District to store supplies so that the counselors who had notified me, you know, a year before maybe that, oh gosh, you know, we need this, we need socks for kids, we we need uh, backpacks for kids, we need clothes, you know, some uh, other items, even shoes, and and you know, we're, we don't, you know, we just need them, and it was like, well, we're we got to put them into a shed or something, we got to keep them stored, and. Mercy Hospital and others came through with the funding. Calvary was obviously very generous uh, and other churches. And we built all those sheds on one Saturday. It's six months. Six months after six doing that. After, after that meeting. And so then the system of care was built because, you know, I'm not an expert social worker, right? I mean, I'm just a businessman going, you know, <laughs> want to care for people and, uh, you know, and on staff now at Calvary Church. And so there we are. Um, these professional social workers are going, hey, you know, here's the form you have to have. You got to collect this information and here's the approach that you want to take. This is how you want to train your volunteers because, of course, we knew you're going to have to have volunteers. And so they created an entire training structure. All that was done in those, those first basically six months. So how, if, what's it like if there's a family that has a need, because this was designed for a, a family to be like with kids who have a need, what, what ha- can you walk us through what kind of happens? Sure. Yeah. So they'll call um, or I'll get a referral, you know, one or the other. I mean, m- most of the time it's a referral from the city of St. Charles School District because that's who we really focus on in regards to that partnership from a school district standpoint. And and so I'll get an incoming referral from a counselor and that counselor might say, you know, here's a family um, uh, dad lost his job. Um, you know, mom and dad are struggling. They got three kids and you know, they need help with their electric bill and their car is not running really well. And so they're fearful if they lose their transportation, they're not going to be able to get to work. And, um, and then, you know, they might have some other needs. And so what'll happen is that counselor will fill out that whole form. They'll email it to me. So I coordinate then to whoever is available as a service coordinator. And then, um, we hand that off to the service coordinator. Service coordinator will meet with them. We used to meet in person with COVID, you know, uh, obviously that kind of squashed that. So it's it's been more over the phone. Uh, we I always like it face-to-face if we can, at least for one time. So what will happen then is that service coordinator, you know, will work with me because um, maybe they t- don't always know all the resources. And so I'll say, hey, yeah, you know, we can go to NECAC for that electric bill. Uh, let's let's see if, um, if they have the funds to be able to pay that bill. Um, and then, you know, the car repair, you know, Calvary Church is very generous. Uh, we have a wonderful shop that we work with. Uh, and so we'd send that car to the shop and say, hey, check it out. Let's see how much this is going to cost. And if it's like, woo, that's a big number. <laughs> then I call another couple of churches <laughs> and then the churches get together and we pay the bill in a group. Um, and then it's, uh, you know, the matter of, you know, of, of, you know, whatever are the needs, because what we're doing is really interesting when we're sitting across the table from this family, they're kind of used to people going, um, uh, oh, okay, well, yeah, I can do one thing for you. You know, you, um, you know, I might be able to fix your car, but you know, we, we can't help with anything else. Right. But that's not our approach. We we're holistic. So we're asking them what else is going on in your life? 
What else? What, 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 what other things are disrupting your ability to earn income, to care for your children, um, to have uh, a life that is filled with joy instead of stress? And that opens up a whole nother door, really, of a conversation that's deeper and helps them to know that the community absolutely loves them and that God loves them. So it's not just giving them some money, right? That's walking with them, doing more, getting them other services and supports that help, you know, sharing Jesus with them as, as is appropriate, right? Talking about faith or connecting them to a church. Uh, yes, with them. absolutely. Well, that and, and just being able um, to help them to learn skills. I mean, you know, this is skill building, basically. Um, so it's not just paying bills, but it's helping them to understand, you know, we've, we've got a big old budget, you know, we don't, we don't call it a budget. We call it a pre-planned spending plan. So it's not a budget. It's a pre-planned. You're just pre-planning where you're going to spend the money. I'm not going to tell you where you're going to spend. And it's really interesting how that just even just changed. Just change the name. Yes, exactly. And they'll start filling it out. I'll say that's, that's funny because you said that. I'm like, that sounds like a budget. <laughs> <laughs> But, but it is, right? I mean, that's that holistic sure. piece you're talking about, like that um, what people need, what we need even to tell, you know, anything we can do to help ourselves, um, you know, change or switch mentally, um, line up uh, physical experiences with our emotional and our mental. Like, I don't know. I just love, Matt, what you're what you're doing, what Neighbor Helping Neighbor um, is doing. And what's the relationship between uh, Calvary and other churches, I guess, within Neighbor Helping Neighbor? Oh my gosh, tremendous, tremendous. I mean, there's just so many churches that partner with us. I mean, I was just uh, First United Methodist downtown St. Louis or downtown St. Charles uh, and uh, St. John UCC. They're just, they're filling the shed at um, the uh, elementary school that's very close to them, Lincoln Elementary. They've adopted basically that. You know, we've got the Rotary Club uh, of uh, St. Charles, the Noonday Rotary Club of St. Charles that uh, takes on Null. And so their, their shed is, is uh, covered by that organization. And so whatever the needs are, basically. Uh, and, and so the, the shed system is very similar uh, to now the, the caring system, too, because we have people that come from within Calvary and then those that are outside of Calvary that say, you know, I want to be a service coordinator. How, how do I do that? And so we train them. And then we walk alongside those service coordinators and help them to know that, you know, I've got their back. And, uh, and so that, you know, when we talk about change too, Brad, Charlie Williams always taught me, he said, you know, you take a 1% cha change in a person's life and you add 10 years and they're going to be in, in a totally different place 10 years from now than if they had not intersected with you. Yeah, that, that classic, uh, you can chart a course for a ship right across the ocean and 1% over a mile even isn't, isn't a whole lot. But, you know, by the time they get to the other side of the Atlantic, they're in it's a huge. different continent than they, than they even would have um, started. Well, that's great. Well, Matt, I, obviously we've, we've heard a lot about Neighbor Helping Neighbor. Um, I know that your role here at Calvary is it's bigger than that. You, um, you're our community ministries pastor. Uh, what are some other ministries that we have here at Calvary? And then 
um, I don't know, any stories that you'd like to even share about ways you've seen God work in uh, people in your ministry, but also in, you know, yourself? Sure. No, I appreciate that. Well, yes, we do have a lot of ministries. Um, you know, the oil change day is, is going to be coming up here, just uh, not, not too distant. Weeks yeah, both a few weeks, yeah. exactly. And so um, that's a ministry that's existed, you know, w- way before me, you know, coming on to the, into the, taking this position. But it, it really shows that as a church, we come together and there's these guys and ladies, you know, that are the, the ladies are there ministering uh, in most cases to the women as they're stopped uh, there. They're all change. The oil is getting changed. And, you know, then obviously sometimes there's other things wrong with the car and we have professional mechanics that can uh, help and repair that. And so that's an incredible kind of one-time shot for somebody to recognize, wow, somebody's going to change my oil for free. You know, that's this kind of like unheard of, right? Okay. Well, we use that as a springboard. So we capture all this data, you know, the, the, you know, so they register, right? Same thing with the Christmas store. That's another one-off kind of ministry. You know, it's a standalone. It's a, you know, it's a day basically, but we capture a lot of information and they're able then to be connected to Calvary through the communications that we send out. We've had many people cross the threshold of this church that who had come to the Christmas store or had been blessed by the oil change ministry. I love the story that someone wrote you just a few weeks ago that the Christmas store gave them Christmases that they wouldn't have a single mom, I think five or six. And uh, now they've moved out of town to another place, but want to start it where they are because it was a blessing to them and they want to pass that on. I think that's such a great story. And and all of that, not in a, a manipulative way, right? We don't, we're not changing people's oil just so that we can tell them about Jesus, not just so that we can hopefully see them uh, come to church. We're changing their oil because that's a very real need that they have. It it helps them. Um, But also uh, it's our responsibility, right? As, as God talkers, as people who believe in Jesus, who have experienced life change. um, I, I think I'm struck, you know, by the old Testament, like all these different moments in scripture where the people of God were, uh, would stop and they would just tell stories of how God has been faithful uh, in the past. And so I, I think we, you, even this podcast is an example, like we're not just sure. telling stories to toot our own horn. We're telling stories because it's an act of worship. It's an act of um, our own disciple, uh, discipleship. And then these community ministries things, um, again, it's not just a ploy. We really care about people and their specific needs but we also want them to know about Jesus. Yeah. And you have the moving ministry. That's the one that amazes me because there's nothing harder for people than moving. And you have a team of people that regularly lift stuff and boxes and, and move people, which is a real need at a time for people who don't have money or don't have access to renting something. Hey, that's very true. Absolutely. The moving ministry, uh, we just had a move uh, a week or so ago. We had another move coming up here in about another week. And it is, I mean, these were elderly elderly people. So the lady we're going to be moving is uh, not moving too far away from Wentzville to O'Fallon, but, the, you know, fixed income, you know. Right. And, and the, the other beautiful thing is, is that we, I have, I've had multiple conversations with her, this this lady on the phone, and she's just still just amazed, like, 
So you guys, you're going to really have this this group of people that are going to come and move. Yes, we're yeah, we will come and and move all of your stuff, and just in that connection and that sense of peace that people can feel that wow, okay, this is unusual, right, you know, right. to have a church say that they're going to move me just to be a blessing, you know, to, for no other mm-hmm. reason, but to be that blessing. And that, and that's, that's our food distribution to the homeless. Um, that, that, that's just reaching out and saying, here's two bags of groceries so that you and your family, as you live in a hotel, um, uh, you have food to eat and you can take money that you would maybe spend on food and, and use it to repair your car or, you know, or, or seek, you know, to be able to get permanent housing right, somewhere. Right. Yes. Yes. So, you know, that approach for caring, the platform, you know, kind of never changes. It's, it's us coming alongside. Well, and I think you see that in the early church, you know, caring for the widows and the orphans, you know, that they're feeding people, they're selling their property to, to help others, um, you know, in the, in the early church to, you know, stories of pandemics where it was the Christians who would go in and care for people and their health and showing the love of Jesus and obviously having opportunity to share it, but they're just doing what Jesus would do, you know, visiting the, the sick and the imprisoned and helping people there. So Matt, thanks for what you do. I think it's uh, fantastic. It's really, you know, uh, it's such a blessing for me to be part of a church that really shares the love of Jesus, shares the message of Jesus and lives that out in action. So thanks for what you do. Well, Terry, I have to tell you, I really appreciate your support. Um, you and the board are very generous to the community with Calvary dollars. And it's obviously it's all owned by the Lord, but there's lots of churches out there that maybe just don't focus on those people outside the church. And you and the elder board have made decision after year after year saying, we want to support this ministry. And that's, that's huge. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, Calvary has a reputation in our community. And uh, one of the things that I'm most proud about um, being a member of Calvary and being on staff here is knowing that, um, we're doing good, you know, and that's again, not a pat in our own back, but that's, that's a, I want to be a part of a church uh, that cares about the people um, that live in the community um, where we're situated. So uh, Matt, Terry, thank you so much. Um, church, you know, for those of you listening, like, thank you, because it's really it, your giving, your generosity is what uh, is leading us to make a difference in this community. So that's not just uh, one person. That's not just Matt. That's not just his volunteers. That's not just um, these other organizations we partner with. Um, but that is you, the body of Christ, coming together um, to uh, to solve needs and to serve those um, who are in our community. So this conversation has been great. Really excited uh, just to hear more uh, in the future. Matt, uh, people can go to our website, calvary.church slash community for um, all the different ministries, all the different ways that we are partnering in this community to make a difference, um, to make Jesus's name known. And um, again, thank you for joining us for this episode of Welcome Home. We invite you, if you haven't yet, to uh, hit that subscribe button, uh, to like this podcast, to share it, to leave a review. Um, so that more people can hear stories of what God is doing uh, to make an impact at Calvary Church. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Welcome Home. We hope that you have been encouraged and inspired by hearing Matt's story. 
Next week, we will be sharing a conversation that Terry and I had with Calvary member Dee Dee Thies. Dee Dee is the daughter of one of our elders, Dave Hall, and serves in the tech arts ministry at our Mid Rivers campus. Dee Dee has a powerful story of pregnancy and faith in the midst of health challenges and continued hospitalizations. We can't wait to share this story with you. We invite you to follow, like, subscribe, and share this podcast to help it grow. And if you feel led, please leave a review. We'll catch you next week on another episode of Welcome Home. Thanks for listening to Welcome Home, a Calvary Media Productions podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.